6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. No work continues to help support and do more research into women's mental health across the province. The Royal Alexandra Hospital Foundation in Edmonton and the Faculty of Nursing in uh, in Calgary, the University of Calgary, have announced plans to continue to help fund the Lois Hole Hospital for Women Cross-Provincial Chair in Women's Mental Health Research. What exactly is it and what are they doing? Let's find out uh, about the important work. It is a big title, but doing some important work. Let's find out more with Dr. Don Kingston. Dr. Kingston, welcome to 630 Chad. Good afternoon. Thank you. So, you know, I think oftentimes we hear about um, mental health issues um, after a pregnancy. We hear oftentimes about... um, postpartum depression that sort of thing but you're also looking into before a baby is born women's mental health uh, before that can you give us a little bit of an idea of um, what exactly you've been looking at some of those numbers um, some of the statistics around mental health and and pregnancy Postpartum depression is still uh, still a really important part of the perinatal period and a big concern. But I think what more recent research is showing is that most women who end up with postpartum depression or anxiety first had symptoms that could have been detected in pregnancy or before. And so the numbers that we see are 50 to 80% of women who have postpartum depression, and I'll say or anxiety, um, have had something much earlier. And so then the focus becomes how can we help women earlier? Because in some ways then helping women in the postpartum period is too little, too late when there's a baby involved, new motherhood, fatigue, et cetera. And so our work has been about responding to the evidence that we see that for most women it begins much earlier. When you, when you talk about much earlier, is it, you know, earlier, you know, after conception or is it earlier in their lifetime? You know, if, if they have maybe have had struggles with mental health or anxiety, you know, in their teens or early 20s, whatever it is, does that translate into challenges during the pregnancy? It does. Mm. And so those are two of the biggest risk factors, previous history of anxiety or depression at any time in their lives and in the prenatal period as well. And the other piece that's driving our our desire to support women's mental health in general is that five out of seven women then that leave the postpartum period still have symptoms. Many of them for years after. Um, our own work here in Calgary is shown three to five years after. Some work in Australia is shown as many as tw- 20 years. So that gives us the sense that if women have had a mental health problem before their pregnancy or during their pregnancy it's not hormonally related and it tends to continue you know and that's what I was going to ask you about Dr. Kingston I've I've never I've never been pregnant I've never had babies I got my kids when they were 15 and 18 <laughs> sometimes I think sometimes I think I did it the right way sometimes I question that but I had always thought when I'd heard about um, f- for example postpartum that it was hormonal and you're suggesting maybe not it's not it's not Jay I mean hormones are not 
are not they don't it's not that they don't play a role but they're not the biggest risk factors so when we look at what are the things that really cause depression and anxiety and pregnancy and postpartum it's always these top four things it's high stress it's having a previous mental health problem it's partners partner relationships that are a bit rocky it's not having enough social support so those are the things that tend to contribute much more to prenatal postnatal anxiety or depression so boy oh boy when you know that um, I, I, I'm going to use the word easier, but I don't think it is, um, uh, for lack of a better term, that it becomes maybe a little bit easier, a little bit more apparent in how to treat uh, postpartum. I, I agree. I yeah. think it moves it into the preventable yeah. realm. And I think the other pieces it does is it tells women, women feel like, uh, you know, everybody is equally at risk for something in the perinatal period, just not so. You know, there are women that are are higher risk than others, and those are women that we could be focusing on much sooner in terms of helping them to get to a place in their lives where they can have healthier pregnancies and easier times after they have their babies. You know, and and a better connect with the babies uh, after they're born, and and, and not just helping the women and and the baby, but the entire family, isn't it? This is an entire family issue. It is true. And I think then that thinking about going forward even beyond the postpartum period, um, which is what the new the chair will do is extend the work out of the perinatal period and across women's lives. I think that's really important too because for the most part, women do not get screened as part of a pregnancy, a part of a prenatal visit, or as part of a postpartum visit, or as part of a well women's visit. Now Alberta's very fortunate in that we have postpartum depression screening at two months in the immunization visit for the infant but still it's a one-time screening and really what should happen is routine screening for all women across their lives because a good mental health screening or a good mental health system starts with screening early detection Mm -hmm. like breast cancer right Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. And and I'm thinking into menopause as well. I mean, if you're looking across a woman's life, I mean, menopause, which we do know is, is hormonal, um, yeah. you know, yeah. th- that can have, uh, that can just wreak havoc on a, on a woman's life. And I'm, and I'm really a, a part, you know, the relationship, families, it can be a real challenge. Let's be real. Absolutely. And so when we think about women's challenges, think about menopause, stress, transition, Mm. loss, grief, caregiving, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Parenting, you mentioned relationships with partners. All those pieces are things that, you know, we're hoping to give women resources, screening, Mm. care. So let's let's talk about this uh, y- y- the 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 Hope Digital Mental Health Platform, which you were, uh, you know, this is your baby. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about it. <laughs> it was designed to be a virtual one point, well, virtual single point of care for mental health for women who are pregnant and postpartum. And so most women, again, are not getting screened for emotional health and pregnancy, even though it's a number one complication. Most women have mental health problems well above before most other complications in pregnancy. It was really designed for physicians to be able to give women a link that they would then have screening, referral, 
treatment. They'd have an online coach. They'd have online courses that walked them through how to deal with emotional health problems. And that that is what our work showed us. Women want some independence that way. They want to own their own emotional health. And so that gave them the opportunity to do that and then reach out for referrals as needed. You know, anytime, anytime that we're making it easier for people to access, yeah. um, you know, that help, it's, it's so very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So the goal of the new chair then is to take that platform and expand it across women's, women's lives. That's the goal is to make that then available to all women, not just in the prenatal, postnatal period, but to expand it. Uh, you know, wow! Um, I'm 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 loving the sound of this, and uh, you know, we, we we talk about mental health a lot on this show, and uh, the mm. importance of it, and finding something, someone, or a starting point. Oftentimes, people can't find the starting point. They don't know where to turn to immediately Mm -hmm. or in that moment when you're having, uh, you know, whatever it is, I'll call it a break, whatever it is, they don't know Mm -hmm. who to turn to. So this is, this is something that they can turn to in that immediate moment. How many, how many women have accessed this uh, since it started? We've had about 3,500 women, so that was still kind of in the testing phase. Um, We're at the point now where we're spreading it across Alberta, and then, of course, we hope to spread the new women's platform across as well. But what we've seen is that there really isn't anything like this internationally at all, something that really does, as you say, allow people to have easy access, something that doesn't take a lot of effort because, face it, Getting the courage up to go to a counselor Mm -hmm. takes a lot of effort. And this is something they can do very much on their own. And it may be a standalone or they can use it along with, you know, something like counseling or therapy, but or medication. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Or maybe it takes, you know, a few days to get into your doctor to talk to them about it. Maybe you're feeling better Uh by then. There's all sorts of things there and it's best to address at that at that time. If people want to if if people, if women want to find out more about this or be involved with the app, is it open and can can people get on it? Where do they find out more info? Yeah, we're just about getting, we're just about at the point now where the prenatal app and postnatal app is ready to launch, um, launch broadly. Uh, certainly people can connect with me directly if that's the best point or with the Royal Alexander Hospital Foundation. Mm-hmm. Your website is drdonkingston.com. A lot of great information on there. Dr. Kingston, uh, keep up the great work. Really, uh, really interesting to speak with you this afternoon. Look forward to see how this unfolds over the years to come. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye now. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Don Kingston. Chopper traffic this afternoon. Let's find out what's going on this windy afternoon. Here's Carly Kincaid. We do have a collision 99th Street and 34th Avenue, so you will want to use caution as you make your way through that area. All directions are affected. We've also got a quite... It's a big backlog westbound on the White Mud as you approach the west leg of the Anthony Hende. It's backing up to about 170th Street at this point, so uh, an alternate would be a good idea. But if you're going to make your way through that area, make sure you are allowing for a bunch of extra time. We've also got the typical delays on the Yellowhead westbound at Winterburn Road, between Winterburn Road and the west leg of the Anthony Hende as well. And 50th Street is backing up between about 55th Avenue and 60th. 
58th at this point. So again, that's fairly typical, but do allow for some extra time. Tomorrow's your absolute final chance to win Full House Lottery, two dream homes, and over a thousand luxury prizes. Ends tomorrow. Tickets at fullhouse.ca. From the Global One Traffic Center, I'm Carly Kincaid. Thanks, Carly. It's 348. Waiting to hear from Gord Steinke to find out what's coming up on Global Edmonton this evening. If uh, you or someone you know wants to find out uh, more about that Hope app, the digital mental health platform for women, and uh, which started with perinatal and then going into postnatal as well, dealing with uh, all sorts of issues on that front, now extending through the course of a woman's life, you can check out. Uh, I'm going to urge you to the Royal Alexander Hospital Foundation or again, uh, Dr. Kingston's website at drdonkingston.com.